What are we talking about? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Can't wait! That is a fire intro. Like, I don't know. Y'all, I know y'all can't see. You might see me, Kyle, because you can see backstage. I'm jamming out to the intro <laughs> as it's on. You play the win the game. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. By the way, Cheap Seats topic in the future. Your favorite sports podium moment. You know what? While we're waiting for Chase, off the top of your head, what is your favorite sports like at the podium moment it could be practice it could be gym more playoffs playoffs that was one of my favorites Danny Green. what about denny green they yeah. are who we I, thought they were we I let them all the podium over <laughs> i was dying what's your favorite you got a favorite there's plenty of them hmm i know there's plenty of them i'm asking for your favorite <laughs> Definitely when Nick Saban went on a rant, it was a long time ago. It, it was like 10 or something years ago when they went like the, the crap through the 10 horn rant when somebody asked him a question and he just went off on at an Alabama practice podium. That was one of my most memorable because we didn't stop to run that game. Nick Saban. the Georgia game. Nick Saban's got some going on. Yeah, he does. What's yours? Me, there was a oh, – this is kind of an older one as well. I think it was like Kalapari and John Chaney. Okay. We're going at each other or something like that. Or like Chaney was going at some reporter or something off, like off screen kind of. Are you talking about, I kill you. I kill you. John Chaney and Kalapari. Oh my Lord. That was after a UMass Temple game. You got to understand that's my childhood. That's like 1991. Yeah. That was after a UMass Temple game. And Kalapari does some wild stuff recruiting. And John Cheney was by the book. And John Cheney was trying to get after him. He's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. That is an incredible one. That's what it was over. It was over recruiting recruiting violation. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to remember what it was over, but I just remember just him pointing and it's like, yeah, that, that, was, that was hilarious. Uh, I mean, yeah, Calipari does skirt the rules a little. Yeah. Chris Hackney uh, said they are who they thought we thought they were was the best. Mm-hmm. Is there any Buddy Ryan ran after the bounty uh, after the bounty game? Yeah. Y'all don't know about Bounty Bowl, do y'all? Y'all don't know about Bounty Bowl. It's about um the Saints Bounty Gate. That's the only Bounty yeah. Gate. No, yeah, no. So the Eagles had a body bag game versus Washington. One of Washington Commanders was talking smack. They had just won the Super Bowl, and. The Philadelphia Eagles, 1991, had one of the greatest defenses. 1990, maybe. One of the greatest defenses you'll ever watch play football. And they would hurt people. I mean, that's Reggie White, Jerome Brown. That's okay, that's yeah. Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner. Like, that squad, right? Mm-hmm. They, they had a bounty bowl. They had, like, a bounty game. They were Buddy Ryan was paying bounties for all the quarterbacks they took out. That's a That's a fact. Before, like, this PC world, he was paying his mm-hmm. defensive linemen to injure quarterbacks. 
I might have heard some stuff about Buddy Ryan. Yo, Buddy Ryan was different, bro. He was different. We got a great show for you tonight. We got four questions. We will have a fourth member. It is a mystery, though. I don't want to give it away. But it's a mystery guest that will be hopefully joining us every week um, on the show. I'm pretty hype about it, if I'm being honest. I think he's awesome. Uh, but we'll find out when he hops on. I don't want to don't want to give anything away. But we've tagged all our followers. We're sharing to groups. But let's get started. Jory's got a question for us. It's, it's straight out of Jory's sports stories. I'm kidding. But this right here, this question right here is 100%. So Jory can talk about her team yesterday. That's what it's yeah. for. Don't lie to yourself. Don't think that this is a question about Joe Burrow. It's this not is about question. Joe Burrow. Go ahead, Jory. Read the question. Why? Well, it is partially about Joe Burrow, but why do the Bengals consistently play him when they know that he's not the healthiest thing right now? I'll go last because I got a little spill, but I'll let Gene go first and then Kyle. I'm, I'm not even on the screen. I'm not. Oh, there I am. I'm upper right. Oh, I like this. Now I, I was looking for myself on the left. I'm not there. I'm here. All right. So, why do they play him? Because this is a Super Bowl or bus season. They're losing T. Higgins, and they don't have any faith that their backup quarterback can win football games. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't. I don't think their backup quarterback can win football games. And I think if they shut Joe Burrow down, it, it should be full tank mode. I'm not saying they should not shut him down. I think his health is super important. But if I'm being completely honest, I don't think they have an offensive line that's that good. I think Joe Mixon's obviously lost his step. T. Higgins is on a contract here. Now he's out with cracked ribs. They don't really have weapons outside Jamar Chase right now. I don't think that – I don't think that's that. Just personal. I don't think that – I think they're a bad football team without an elite quarterback. Like, let me ask you a question real quick. What do you think the Chiefs' record would be without Patrick Mahomes for a whole seventeen-game season? No, for a whole seventeen-game series season. What do you think their record would be? Who's their backup quarterback right now? Who is it? I know. I know it's been the kid from Michigan for a while. Yeah, who's the chat heading forever? Yeah. Who, who's the, hold on? Let me let me just check it real quick. That's actually a good question. Who is their backup? That is a good question. It's not hitting anymore. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert got there in the offseason. So how many games do you think that that Chiefs team would win with Travis Kelsey and a bunch of who's who's a wide receiver with, with Blaine Gabbert all year? Maybe. Maybe six. Six? Four or five, yeah. Four or five? So what you're saying is that quarterback makes a 10-game difference. So with the Bengals, it's very simple. When you pay a quarterback $50 million, you really don't have much depth. They have to be special. Yeah. And with Joe Burrow having this calf injury, he's not special. He's very pedestrian. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Zach Wilson, but, I mean, it's close with the calf injury. He might be Zach Wilson. He's terrible right now. Terrible, like terrible. Like, give me my, my Charles Barkley for terrible, terrible, terrible. So, yeah. should they should they sit him? They're past that point. I just sat in the first four games of the season, made sure he was 100% healthy. I agreed with Jamar Chase when Jamar Chase said, Bring him back week five, pop him. 
come back 100% healthy. If they steal one game, they're one and three. They're in the same spot. Now, obviously, hindsight's 2020. But I thought that the Bengals should have sat him until he's 100% healthy. There was no way he was recovering from that calf injury right away. Just wasn't happening. So that's my answer. That why haven't they sat him? Because they're kind of in a season. Like, do you guys remember Russell Wilson and the Seahawks before Russ got paid? Like what that team was with Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, all those guys. Byron Maxwell before mm-hmm. Byron Maxwell was trash. Yeah. He did. So I think that I think that this Bengals team is going to turn into what Seattle was after Russell Wilson got paid. Because when you pay a quarterback $50 million, you cannot pay offensive linemen. You cannot pay running backs. You could pay one star receiver. That's it. That's all you can afford. I mean, that, you're talking about 25% of the salary cap is going to one player with a 52-man roster. And you got to hit on your draft picks. I don't think the Bengals did a good job with that, if I'm being completely honest with you. Jonah Williams, ugh, yuck. I'm serious. So that's why I haven't sat him. It's Super Bowl or bust, and he's a tough guy. He's going to tell you he wants to be out there, and he wants to play, and he's not. you're going to have to sit him down. You're, you're going to not give him a choice. That's my personal opinion. Kyle, on to you. I definitely agree with that. You know, the the competitor that Joe Burrow is, in his mind, it's if I can throw the ball, I'm going to play. Now, one big issue is, you know, before the offensive line's kind of been a problem anyway, but Burrow's been able to, you know, move around the pocket, take off to kind of mask a lot of that. Unfortunately, the current state that he's in, he can't do that. So it looks even worse right now. You know, I was encouraged by what I saw against the Rams because it seemed like he was starting to kind of get comfortable in his current state of not being as mobile. And he was finding Chase and guys open like that. But I guess that was more about the Rams game plan than anything because we saw him struggle again this past weekend. So I definitely think he's playing because he understands that this team is in a Super Bowl-like mentality. That's the mode that they're in. And like you said, Gene, it might be the last ride with them because if Higgins goes, then they may lose more people on defense because we already see the Jesse Bates loss is a big loss to them. And in Burrow's mind, it's like you got to win it now because we don't want to turn back to the old Bengals with Marvin Lewis those days. It's not fun. Sure. So he, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna stick it out. You know, the, the team should have done like you said first four weeks because look i'm from the belichick mind where belichick looks at the first four weeks as like extended preseason that's when you do all your experimenting and everything like that and then after that is when you really start to to look like the team you're gonna be cincinnati unfortunately didn't see that and now they're just gonna have to live with the the results right now so i want to bring up some comments that are on wire to wire i know you guys can't see them through here but uh chris hackney said uh, nine with big red coaching. The disrespect is nuts. You got mix and chase spent loot on an O-line good coach. Uh, so the, the chiefs would have won nine games. I completely disagree with him, but I'll start there. Second part was Cottrell said, unless I missed the first part, the 
I, I don't know if you could say the Bengals haven't drafted well. Sure you can. I'm not like, look, I'm going to read you some names out just for fun, and I want you to tell me if you think they were a good draft pick. And if you don't know who they are, you can't say they're a good draft pick. Am I fair? Is that fair? I'm going to read them. Yeah. This was last year. Daxton Hill, he's actually been a decent safety. I'm not hating that. Mm-hmm. Cam Taylor Britt. He just got hurt. Zachary Carter. Cordell Volson. That was 2022. I'm not going to read you to fifth, sixth, and seventh because they're not starting or playing. Sure. This year, Miles Murphy, he hasn't looked special yet. DJ Turner, okay, it's another D-back they drafted. Jordan Battle, another D-back they drafted. Charlie Jones, Chase Brown, what are we talking about? They haven't drafted bad. Let's go to 2021. Jamar Chase, great pick right there. Jackson Carman, I don't know. Who's Jack? Is he starting for them? I don't even know who he is. Clemson offensive lineman. Joseph Osai, a, a linebacker, I think he starts for them. Cameron Sample, that's actually a good pick. He's a rotational end. That's it. Is that good drafting? I'm, am I am I nuts? I like Cam Taylor Britt has him in yuck better than Eli Apple. That's what Control said. He's trying better that. than Eli Apple. I mean, it's not it's not a high bar. It's not a high bar at all. <laughs> Jordan, let me hear your rant because I feel like I feel like our special guest will be joining us soon, and I want to hear your rant, and then we can go we can move right into. Them. So look, my thing like I it it wasn't fun to watch, but it was fun to watch. Like don't lie to us, Jory. <laughs> that was a revenge game. I got so sick and tired of seeing the Bengals. I will be flat out real. That was revenge, and it felt good to watch us beat the crap out the Bengals. So but back to Joe Burrow. I don't understand. Like they paid this man like fifty million dollars. Well, more than that, but he's supposed to make like what fifty this year, and he's hurt. Why don't you just protect your investment? Even though I understand it might be a Super Bowl or bust, but you're risking him getting a more serious injury by playing him. He's and he's already still hobbled from a calf injury. Now, there I'm hearing little chirps about his shoulder because he got well, yeah because out. he's a statue and he's oh, getting yeah. beat up i had fun watching that very much Why? very it was like macaulay Culkin? i liked home alone and it was like like when i watched the game saturday and i was trying to be unbiased but it was very hard but he was under duress for three quarters for three promote for, for the better part of all four quarters he got sacked three times. He got hit nine times. They stripped the ball out. So it was like, oh, a testament to my defense. But you see that this scoreboard was not changing. It was not getting any better. Actually, it was getting worse. Why not pull him? And he was already hobbled. And he was showing signs of him being even more hobbled. On the flip side of that, keep him in there. Because he was just going to stink it up anyway. Chris Hackney said, said in the last two years, they upgraded their entire line, added a, a Chiefs tackle they spent in line. Might not have been the best choices, but they spent. Joe Cool getting every excuse made for him. You want to be the man. You got to win despite everything. Uh, I disagree completely. 
I think Josh Allen gets a ton of excuses made for him. Joe Burrow doesn't get a ton of excuses made for him. He's played bad. He's hurt. It's very obvious. It's He's very trying obvious. to tough it through. It's not mm-hmm. like we can't pretend Joe Burrow is not hurt. He's hurt. Shouldn't be playing. How did you, let me ask you guys a question real quick. How did Jalen Hurts look throwing the ball after he got tackled in Chicago last year? For the hurt. last exactly. He looked hurt. He looked like he was finally getting healthy in the San Fran game and the Super Bowl. But like he looked bad when he got hurt. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. When someone's hurt, they're hurt. How did let me ask you guys a question? How did Patrick Mahomes look when he had that knee injury and he was terrible for four weeks? Three years ago. Look bad. He looked bad. Yep. I don't know. Just an opinion. Like with, when it comes to the the offensive line, you might have draft, drafted well for the offensive line for two years. They still ain't. He's still getting hit. How many times? How many times has Joe Burrow been hit this so far this season? Hundred and fifty. It feels I, like I, it. I made that up. I made that up. It feels like it because he's getting hit. He's already took three this this week. He took a, a few more last week, and he the sacks. And you know he's already at a hundred and something sacks. In two to three years, that's not conducive to keeping some a franchise quarterback healthy. And if the Bengals cared about keeping him healthy, they would sit him. Because you don't want to risk that calf or that shoulder now getting worse. And you know that you you're already down 0-2 in a division, and you're one and one out the division. Going down 0-2 in a division is pretty much kind of like sealing your fate there because with the way, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, Baltimore and the Clowns are playing minus last Sunday, minus yesterday for the Clowns. Um, well, they got, they got a little bit of rest. They got two weeks yeah. that, in my opinion, are very winnable games. They have They play on the road versus the Cardinals. And then they play at home versus the Seahawks, who don't really have the most, the best pass rush in the world. Um, but then, you know, they have a bye week. And the 29th, they got to go at Frisco and play the 49ers. But he's not healthy by that game. He's going to die. Yeah. And for the next two games, I'd rest him because he just took a punishment on Sunday. I don't think you can rest him at this point. Yeah, I think I you have think to play through. I think That's you have to play. They, they need Mixon to kind of step up his production. Step up his game. So but far, they did miss him for like from the- 55, 60 yards a game, and that's not enough with the way that Burrow is in the pocket right now. Because he can't move around and escape the pocket. Yeah, he's a pocket passer, but when you look at Joe Burrow, he's most dangerous when he can get outside of the pocket and plant his feet and throw it. Not it. It's just mismanagement on so many levels to me. My, my question I would ask is this. Why, and this is just an opinion, right? Why aren't there more quality backup quarterbacks when you know there's more quality qu- quarterbacks in football? Just for fun. Do you guys know who the Bengals' backup quarterback is? I think Jory does because they talked about him a few times Sunday. Um, I forgot. It was Browning, Jake Browning. That's right, Jake Browning. Washington, he's 27 years old. He's thrown one NFL pass. That's their backup quarterback. 
That's a problem when there's plenty of quarterbacks. Like, I don't, I don't know. You look at Jameis Winston. He's been a hell of a teammate, right? Sat behind. That's a quality backup quarterback. And he's a hell of a teammate. He's a hell of a locker room guy. He knows what he's doing. And like, I don't believe, I don't believe into this notion that if you bring in a high profile backup quarterback, that there'll be a lot of talk about him coming on the field. Not with Joe Burrow, not with Patrick Mahomes. You got guys like Cam Newton's unemployed. If you had to hand the, the team over to Cam Newton for two weeks, you feel like they could win a couple of games. Am I right? You They hand the team over to Jake Browning. What do you think their odds are of them winning two games? And that's my point. And by the way, uh, Cottrell asked, who's Jory's team? Jory's team is the Titans. She's a Titans fan. Uh, I respect that because they're, they're really never good. So she's a fan of a team that's never good. She's not a front runner. Uh-uh. I was just—I'm literally messing with you. I wanted you to give me a snapback comment, but that's fine. I mean, we are good. We were good. 2021, 2022 was definitely an adventure, and the Cleveland game last year, last week was definitely an emotional wreck. Yeah, I hear you. Um, let's move on to the next question. I—I'm uh, ready. I'm ready for the next question because Joe Burrow, on one hand, is oh, this, this is my—I love this. So my it's my question, and my question is to you all in the audience, everybody listening to chat, which, and I mean this when I say this, which NFL coach gets fired first? Not are they getting fired? Which one gets fired first? Because I got a whole list of coaches that should be fired, and I don't think there's any chance they make it into 2024, right? Tons of them. You got Brandon Staley. You got Josh McDaniels, two right on the screen. Riverboat Ron, he actually had a good performance yesterday. There's a lot of them, though. A ton of them. Matt Eberflus should be at the top of most people's list. He is pathetic. That guy is awful. Mm -hmm. So my question is to everyone out there, which coach should be fired first, and then which coach would you fire first? So, like, like, do you think it's fired first? I said that wrong. Which coach – should be fired first, and then which coach do you think will be fired first? There's so I, many bad ones. I mean, for me, it's almost the same answer for both. Mm-hmm. And as Kerem said, I think it's Eberflus. The the more that we, I mean, look, the Bears had a better showing against Denver. That could be more about Denver in general, but some of the late game decisions there. Yeah, like the, it's just like he isn't ready for it. And, you know, a lot of Bears fans like to put the blame on Fields, but I keep saying give Fields an offensive guy and then let's see what he's like. And I think with the way the NFL is going where defensive coaches lose their jobs quickly because everybody wants an offensive mind, I can't see how Eberflus can continue to hang around in Chicago when – a lot of people had high hopes somewhat for them to be better this year, but they look like the same team as last season, you know, struggling up front, you know, field struggling in the passing game defensively. They're not. And that's another, cause I think you brought it up on like a show like last week or so gene, like it's crazy that these defensive coaches become head coaches and their defense isn't even good. I don't yeah. get that. Like it's not, it's not like these defensive guys are, you know, running the offense and then they, whatever, let the defense slide. It's like, 
defense is where they should be built. Like if the Bears were top five defense and the offense was struggling, I could say, all right, so maybe Eberflus just has to get a right coordinator or something. But if the defense is going to be as bad as it is, then he's got to go. Same thing I say with Staley as well, because the Chargers defense is shockingly awful. But yeah, for me, Eberflus needs to go and should be the first to go. Okay, so you, but who do you think will be the first to go? I actually think Eberflus will be the first to go. Okay, that's fair. That's what I want to hear. I want to see who will be the first to go and who should be the first to go. I, I think I know the answer. Like, I have the answer. But, Jory, let me hear yours. Sorry about that. But um, if you ask, like, I can't really stray too far from what Kyle said because the worst pro- coaching performance happens to be Matt Eberflus because he, whatever his name is or whatever that last name is, because I don't, he looks like he just sits around and does nothing. That's what he looks He does nothing. Like, you have all of this turmoil going on in Chicago. Clay Chapool is being Chase Claypool. and being. I, I, that's actually man. one thing I give him credit for. I yeah. give him credit for telling him to go home. We don't want anything to do with you. If you don't want to work hard, I don't want you here. I, that's actually the one thing I gave Eberflus credit for, is him telling Chase Claypool to go home. Mm-hmm. Whoa, we got a guest, and he's not going to be a guest much longer. I'm super happy to in- entertain my man, my brother from another, Chase. How you feeling, brother? CR Media is in the building. Yes, yes. Just got off work. Just raced home. Uh, Kansas City traffic is a bitch. So, What, what we're talking about right now, and I, I kind of want to get your, your input on this, is which head coach should be fired first and which head coach will be fired first. So your opinion would be should and then will. Uh, Should be is Brandon Staley. Okay. And the reason why is because Brandon Staley should have been fired seasons ago. I Um, I agree with that, but you can't. I I disagree that you can fire him now, though. We'll we'll debate that in a minute. And and who will be fired is Josh McDaniel. Uh, Because, again, Josh McDaniel should have never have been hired. Uh, And... uh, I think that the chaos and the confusion and everything that, that Josh McDaniels called um, with the Denver Broncos 10, 12 years ago, I think was a clear was a clear indicator that he shouldn't be a head coach. And um, the, the Davis family obviously made a mistake, and I think they know it. And they're cash poor. That's the best part. They can't fire because they can't afford to hire a coach. Exactly. That is so amazing. I've never seen that before. They built that beautiful stadium in their cash port. I want to read some comments in the chat before I give you my whole rant because I got a whole rant on this. Uh, Cottrell said, got to be Eberflus. Uh, Also said, Josh McDaniels will be first, but should be Eberflus. I think this, this is what drives me nuts. This is not a joke, right? I actually think Cottrell is spot on. Let me, let me address the Brandon Staley thing first. Brandon Staley should have been fired after that playoff game last year. You, I don't think you can fire him at two and three right now. They won two straight football games, and I think he's bought himself the season. I think he's bought him, unless things take a really bad turn, I think he buys himself the rest of the season. His contract's up after this year. He will be fired. If, the, if they lost to Minnesota last week and they went to 0-4, he'd have been fired. Or 0-3, whatever it was, he'd have been fired immediately. But by winning the last two games, he's bought himself some grace. 
And Matt Godfrey said it perfectly. Spanos are cheap. That's that's accurate. So I don't think he should be fired or will be fired first. The person that should be fired first is Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus is an absolute joke of a head coach. I remember when that position opened and me giving my whole take on it. That was a Brian Flores job. Like a hard-nosed guy, a guy that that um, grit and grind, defensive coordinator. He'd fit great in with the city. They wanted to hire a defensive head coach. He had a track record of proving a winning system with Miami. I thought it was a Brian Flores job. They hired Matt Eberflus. They hired a, line, a defensive coordinator from a Colts team that never was a great defense to begin with. They were always middle of the road. They weren't great. I hate what they've done in Chicago. Their defense is awful, and it's been two straight years that Eberflus being terrible, and the defense isn't getting better. That's that's bad. And I also don't agree with the notion that what Chicago does, and I'll get into this now real quick. They hide, they don't marry their coach to their quarterback. And that doesn't make sense to me. When you look at like very successful systems, Andy Reid came into Kansas City. What did he do? Like he had Alex Smith there, winning winning quarterback. He drafted his quarterback, his guy. Everyone gave him shit for it at first. I remember they were like, oh, I don't know about this Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith just took you to a playoff. And guess what? He was dead right, married the coach to the quarterback. They're a dynasty. Look at Bill Belichick. Drafted Tom Brady, married the coach to the quarterback. They were a dynasty. Mike McDaniel didn't draft Tua, took the job with Tua, Married the coach to the quarterback. They're going to be great. Chicago does this weird thing where they let a coach draft a rookie quarterback and then fire him after one season. You should have fired Nagy the year before you drafted Fields. But yet they kept Nagy around, drafted Justin Fields, and then hired Eberflus. And was like, yeah, take this shit show over. Have fun. It's not your guy, not your quarterback. And it... Now, the excuse for Eberflus is, well, it's not my guy, not my quarterback. It's it's a crapshoot what they do with these quarterbacks. If I'm Chicago, I'm trading Justin Fields right now, getting any value I can get for him. I'm firing Matt Eberflus, and I'm paying I'm, – I'm, I'm giving – they won't do this. I'm giving Lincoln Riley a blank check and saying, come here with Caleb Williams. You coach him at Oklahoma. You coach him at USC. Come on down. That's the coach that should be fired. However, the coach that will be fired first, Josh McDaniel. And I'm going to tell you why. As much as they're cash poor and as much as they can't afford to fire him, I was I watched that game. That They're screaming. Now, there's so many Raiders fans in that Charger Stadium. They're screaming up to the GM, fire McDaniels. Like, we hate him, like, 100%. They, um, that Raider Nation, as strong as they are and as well as they travel, it's like Philadelphia. You cannot, like, if Philadelphia wants the coach fired, they're going to fire the coach. Like, they'll riot. They'll riot. And Raider Nation is one of those franchises, one of those fan bases that will 100%, they'll riot. I think it will be Josh McDaniels. I think he deserved to get fired last year. It was a terrible coaching hire to begin with. Now players are coming out in the media, like in on sports podcasts saying, yeah, we cheated. Josh McDaniels cheated. We got caught. We were 6-0 and 
for Denver. Do you remember when Josh McDaniels took the job over and they were six and zero? Yeah, and they lost uh, to San Fran. They lost to San Fran in a game they were supposed to win, and they're like, "What happened?" And they so, got good. Go uh, so funny story about that. That year, um, Josh McDaniels and the Chiefs played, and Todd Haley called him out in the middle of the game. And if you, I, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. Afterwards, Todd Haley, who was the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs at the time, met with Josh McDaniels in the middle of the field after the game, and Todd didn't shake his hand. He stuck his finger in his face. Two weeks later, it was revealed that they were uh, they were stealing signals and doing all kinds of shit, cheating. The Patriot way. Yeah. From New England. Yep. I, I'm not like, listen, nothing get listen. I, I know Kyle is a Patriots fan. I'm not taking a shot, Kyle, but it's the Patriot way. The, the Patriots got caught doing that. Uh, and as soon as one of their assistants, what was Mike Mangini, right? The guy from the Jets that called him out for doing it, wasn't on the team anymore. They called him out for doing it. Josh McDaniels got caught doing it. Since he got caught doing it, he's 7 and 27 as a head coach. Since he got, he was 6 and 0 when he started. He's 7 and 27 as a head coach. This should, they had a guy. Yo, know, first of all, I'm going to tell you something right now. Rich Bisaccio could have won coach of the year. The year he took that team to the playoffs, after everything that happened with Gruden and after everything that happened with Rugs, that happened in the mm-hmm. same year. He could have won Coach of the Year, and they hired McDaniel's over giving him. You could have gave him a year. You could have said Rich Bisaccio, you don't need to sign a long term contract. Rich Bisaccio, you earned the job for a year. Let's see what you do. Nope, gotta get, gotta get, gotta get Josh McDaniel's joke. What a fraud. That one thing I want to say about Staley is he even last, even yesterday, he did that for, whole fourth and one thing. Yep. That almost cost them the game. If it had been any other team other than the Raiders, they would have lost that game. He did yep. it the week. He did it the week prior. The Vikings, yeah. Uh, Brandon Staley has had horrible co- game time coaching decisions that have cost him multiple games. And you can't be um, doing all of that when your situational defense is horrible. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I love, coordinator. Sorry, God. I love that Gene has this picture up here because, I, I mean, I, I'm going to disagree with Gene. I, I, These two guys right here, you have, two, you have two very extremely talented teams. You have two extremely, um, well, one extremely passionate fan base. Uh, it's it, it, these, these two guys – are they sit down a whole lot of losing look i'll make it very simple right and then mo said wow the pats hate is strong it's not pats hate i'm not hating on the pats i don't like i don't i don't know where that comes from that's not pat kyle you're a patriots fan do you feel like i'm being a pats hater no i mean it's a lot of the stuff i've you know have heard and had to you know, try to defend and stuff. So, no, I mean, it's just you. What do you try to defend? Do you not think they cheated? I Well, I said, I think, like, last week or something. Like, Spygate was whatever, because at first when I heard about it, I had no clue what it was. But hearing about it, I, I get it. And I also thought, you know, Deflategate was overblown because of Spygate. And it's almost like, a lot of analysts and people look at the Patriots as like the only franchise that's ever tried to cheat or, or whatever. And it's just like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's, it, look, it's 
professional sports, there's a lot of teams that will try to get as close to the line as possible to try to succeed in certain ways. The Patriots, a couple of times, went a little over. And I understand it. Like, I understand where... When you say a little over, you do realize what Spygate's about, right? As being a Patriots fan, I I figured you would know. Yeah, I was was saying, like, at first I didn't know. But, yeah, I've seen, you know, the whole them being on the sideline, like, looking up at the clock, looking at coordinator signals, and looking at the play, and then marrying it all up. Yeah. Like I said, when I first saw it, I was just like, Spygate, like, whatever. But, yeah, I understand, like, why a lot of fan bases, like, don't like the Patriots. I get it. I've come to terms with it and and can agree with what people say about them. Okay. Yeah, so, like, when people bring it up, like, I don't think it's necessarily hate. Especially, like, you know, Gene, like, you're an Eagles fan. If it's a Jets fan, then, yeah, it's hate because it's the Jets fan. But, Bro, they uh, stole a Super Bowl from me, man. I'm going to tell you something right now, I'm, and you can say whatever you want to say. Follow, hear me out here. A, a senator from, from outside of Philadelphia sued the Patriots. You know about this, right, Pat Toomey? Sued uh, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I heard for, about that. For rigging a football game in the Super Bowl. You talked to Brian Dawkins, might have been one of the most religious people in the world, kind of souls, like doesn't curse, great human being. He said they knew our plays. They knew our plays. He's like, when we, when we, they knew our signals. He's like, and, it, and by the time we caught on, it was too late. Do you know about what Doug Peterson did before they played the, the Patriots? Do you know that that play, they didn't practice the Philly special one time uh, in the Super Bowl week? They practiced it. It was for, it was supposed to be for the Vikings game, and they wouldn't practice it because they knew they were using it in the Super Bowl because they were afraid that someone was videotaping the Eagles practice. That's not a joke. And and like Mike Tomlin has said it multiple times about it, a lot of weird stuff happens up here in New England. Like the, the time when his headset got cut off. Like we're getting off topic. I get it. My, my point I mean, is Tomlin's the same I, I guy wanna, who stepped on the field when Jacoby, whatever, was running down and back to like look, he didn't know. Like Jacoby Jones. <laughs> so because of Tomlin uh, and Harbaugh, I don't want to hear them whining because they whined way too much about the Patriots to me. I just want to throw this out there. Um, according to uh, according to a, a website, um, mm-hmm. which you know I've always I've always used just to kind of for this point as well. Um, that Kyle, this is for you, uh, Gene. This is kind of uh, to kind of argue against your thing. Okay. Um, out of uh, the NFL's biggest cheaters throughout their history. Uh, your team cheats.com. I know what you're. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. New England's not even in the top 10. Okay. Uh, however, they're the only team that's got caught with a video assistant three different times filming another team's practice. Look, when that your team cheats website that you're talking about includes steroid users as part of cheating, which every yeah, yeah. team in the league has steroid users, and that's not a team thing. So I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is organizationally, the Patriots cheated. A guy taking steroids that the organization doesn't know about is not a te- organizational team cheating. What that is is a guy taking steroids. A organization having, bro. I'm. I, I ask you all to listen to us. I think it's Brandon Marshall's podcast or Brandon Marshall's on the podcast or whatever it was. They're literally talking about. They're like, I can say it, whatever, and they just literally go off and say it, like. He would tell me to run to a 
a specific spot, turn around. If they're lined up in this formation, they're running a hitch, run to this spot and turn around and catch the ball. And he's like, we were never so prepared. If you did exactly what Josh told you to do, we've never been so prepared for a game. And then after we got caught, we're like, I knew we weren't that good. That's what he said. Like, that's what the player on the team said. That's on the, I get it was on the Broncos. I understand that. But to, to pretend he didn't bring that from New England when New England got caught with it is, is blasphemous. You can't think he made that up after New England got caught for it. Like, come on, stop. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. I, I agree with that. My whole thing was when Spygate blew up out of control, I remember guys like Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower and stuff saying, we have guys who do that too. So then I understood that the Patriots issue was the guy on the sideline, but other coaches came up and said they had a guy who films the same kind of stuff up in the box. That's why I was like, if you can't see signals in the box, that's the big difference. That's why the box is allowed to be filmed and not the sidelines because you can't see signals. Like that's why everyone covers their face when they're talking in their microphone because there's lip readers out there. Not a joke. Also, be it's like also extremely convenient. Like... It's also <laughs> extremely convenient because, like I said, Kyle, it, I'm I'm on the I'm on both sides with you, man, and I try to level out on this. But uh, to Gene's point, it's also extremely convenient that during big games, the other team's hotel will magically have a fire alarm pulled and they get woke up at four o'clock in the morning. Now that could be a fan doing that. Who knows? But you know, going to a team's practice sending somebody to a team's practice to film the hand gestures, the signals, the formations, and then sending it back to the coach. You know, there's a difference between watching game film and then going out and practice and watching how they do it. So uh, I understand. I think the reason why, I mean, because of course the game has evolved guys. Jerry Rice used to use stick them for crying out loud. Are we, are we going to call Jerry Rice a fraud? Is Jerry Rice still not one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game? Of course he is. But he's admitted to using stick'em. Yeah. Now, if if we found out that DeAndre Hopkins or or uh Devontae Adams was out there using stick'em today, everybody and their mom would get on would get on TV and get on the radio and cry, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Um, that's just that's how it is. But, so uh, the last thing I want to bring up with that topic is in 2019, right before Joe Burrow was drafted, the Bengals, the, the Patriots videographer was caught in the Bengals press box area working with an advanced scout that was taping video of the Bengals sideline during a Bengals-Cleveland game when the Patriots were playing them the, final, the, 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 the following week. If the Bengals were awful that year, that was the year when they ended up getting the number one pick because they were terrible. They had one win. If he was doing that versus the Bengals, you don't think he was doing that versus other teams? Like, you think that advanced – they didn't need to do it versus the Bengals, which means they were doing it for everybody. You just got caught. Dude, you never, ever, ever get caught the first time you cheat. Never, 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 never. It's when, it's you, when you keep caught. doing it. It's like murderers, serial killer murderers. They kill seven people, and they get caught because they kill an eighth person. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to – I, we're, we're really getting off the, the beaten path here because we're talking about coaches and Josh McDaniels being a cheater, and that's fine. But I'll rank them, and I'll go Eberflus, McDaniel, Staley. 
in, in, in that order. They're all fired. They're, none of them will be head coaches next year. I guarantee it. How, I guarantee it. I have some weird feeling that Staley somehow, because it feels like the Chargers try to find ways to keep Staley and justify whether it's, oh, this guy was injured. Look, he, you know, you can't blame him for that or something. And but I do agree out of the three, I'd probably put Staley last for that very reason that out of the three, he's probably the one who can probably keep his job the most. I'll take whatever whatever bet you want. There's no way he's a, he's their coach here next year. Well, I also thought after the the playoff game, there was no chance he was. Keeping Spanos didn't fire him because they had to pay him. They're cheap. Godfrey said it perfectly. This is the last year of his contract. I mean, I guess with Kellen Moore there, it seems like it makes more sense now that obviously Kellen Moore is going to be the replacement. We'll He's see. also another defensive head coach that has a terrible defense again, guys. If you look at I'm look, I'm going to take it right now. Good defensive head coaches, if their defense sucks, they're a terrible head coach. Yeah. That's, that's what they specialize in. Like, even – listen, I hate Jonathan Gannon. Even Jonathan Gannon has the Arizona Cardinals playing hard. Yeah. Rival. There you go. Another defensive coach. Mike Tomlin. Their defense I is normally very Tomlin. good. He's a first-year head coach, and he has Houston playing yeah. like out. That's my point. They're All just right, bad well, coaches, and I really agreed. can't – Like, with Staley, if you if you would have asked this question two weeks ago, he would have been one or two. But since they rattled off, managed to beat his stupidity for two games, he's safe for right now. Give it to about week eight. We'll see where the Chargers' record is. If, I'm telling you right now, if they go, if they're three and five at, after week eight, he'll get fired. Yep, I agree. I thought, with you. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, Staley should be like a bye week type of fire. Just like as far as Eberflus. He's the, probably the first one that's going to go because he just does nothing. He, but see, he, the, the problem in Chicago is Ibraflus is using Fields as a scapegoat. Yeah, and it's not just his. It's not Justin Fields has to put some of this blame on him, but it's not just him because he regressed from last year. At least last year, we say maybe next year they'll take that step up. I this love year. Justin Fields. Jory, I love Justin Fields. I will tell you one thing that I thought it would last year was, was prevalent, but I thought they were doing it intentionally to tank. That man has more fourth quarter turnovers with the game on the line than I've ever seen anyone have in, his, in my life. Oh, yeah. Every loss they had last year was one possession. It's because of mm-hmm. a Fields turnover. I'm not kidding. Look at this year. They're 0-4. How did the Broncos score the last two 10 points? A fumble recovery returned for a touchdown by Justin Fields, and then the game ended on interception. It, well, look at the Bucks game, 20-17, to 17, balls in his hand, pick six on a screen pass. I'm telling you right now, this guy, I don't know what, I don't know what his problem is in the fourth quarter. Last five minutes of the game, this guy's like Roger Rabbit, bro. He's terrible. I don't know whose idea was it a week or two ago to call three straight screen passes like the defense was dumb. <laughs> That's why that happened. Uh, I love that. There's a whole lot of going on in Chicago. I love you. You're why awesome. Do you do that? Just not smartness. We got NBA conversation to get into, and we're, we're, we're right past the halfway mark of the show, so we got to get an NBA. Um, Kyle, this is your kind of question. 
mixed with a little chase add-on, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into some little funness at the end of the show. All right, so the first part is looking at what the Bucks and the Celtics have done recently. The Bucks getting Lillard, Celtics countered that and got Holiday. Which team right now should be the, the favorite in the East? Or do you think there's a third team out there that nobody's talking about who could upset both of these teams? Uh, I guess we can go we'll Jory, Gene, Chase, and then I'll go last. Okay. I don't think there's a third team because the Heat are done. The 76ers are, until they get James Harden off their books, not going anywhere. Um, as far as when it comes to the Bucks Celtics, I want to say the Celtics because they got better defensively and offensively while the Bucks they lost Drew Holiday. That's a big part of that defense. And then you bring in a Dame who we all know Dame doesn't do defense. Um, I would give it to the Celtics, but considering what Dame is, I – I'm giving it to the Celtics because I don't understand. Like, you would have to count on all four people making up for Dame's lack of defense. The rest of the people on the court. That just kind of – that I don't see how you can do that. I see that they'll be a good team and they'll be contender-worthy and contender contenders. But as far as should they be favored, no. I waited until this show to unveil this. I don't think you can see it. I'm going to try to blow it up. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Nope. I can. I have $500 on the Boston Celtics to win the NBA Finals. And I hate the Celtics. The Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA Finals. What they've done, what Brad Stevens has done to get Porzingis and Drew Holiday for Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, he should have a trophy. Someone should give him a trophy now. I'm telling you right now, there's no doubt in my mind Boston wins the NBA Finals. How they fleeced... Drew Holiday is beyond me. I, that Brad Stevens should win executive of the year right now. And, like, if you're talking about, well, they're hoping Porzingis, a defender, uh, to be an interior defender. No, they're not. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and I know average Al is, like, 50 years old, don't they still have Robert Williams on that roster? No, they don't. Oh, no. it's not okay. So you got average Al who's fine defender. And then you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday. Are you are you out of your friggin' mind? Porzingis, that team is going to be unbelievable. And you're worried about how they how they stop someone in the paint? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You can find interior defenders on the trash heap. No, Freddie. No, you can, find, you can find interior defenders on the trash heap. You can. The Boston Celtics have won the NBA Finals. They don't even need to play the season now. I don't even know what I'm going to watch. 
I'm not overhyping anything. He's the best guard defender in, in all basketball. You have Jalen Brown, who's a great defender. You have Jason Tatum, who's a good defender. You have Average Allen, who's a good defender. You, you have five guys on the court that can shoot at one time. How are you going to stop them? And we're going to pretend Boston's not going to play defense. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to pretend, oh, it's interior, interior defense is going to be the downfall of the Boston Celtics. Who's going to score him in the paint? Philadelphia's the only one that's got a big man. Yeah. Stop it. And if you bring up the friggin' Lakers and tell me that LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to roll their wheelchairs out there and beat Boston, you're out of your damn mind. Now, that I will put some pushback on. <laughs> Give me some pushback. You knew I was coming with that one. Now, it depends on if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, which is a known commodity. Dude, I, Anthony, but... You can put Anthony Davis in a friggin' bubble all year. He'll be 100% healthy. They ain't got a snowball's yeah. chance in hell of beating Boston. I like their defense better than Boston's defense, though. I like. My I defense. do too. I like their defense better too. I like everything else in Boston better. If, but as far as the shooting goes, yes. But I don't. Boston is gonna be tough to beat because the pieces that they gave up, and then what they turned them into, is pretty. You can't really argue it argued at this point and i'm a lakers fan so i'm not supposed to be doing all this pom-pom waving for the celtics oh and by the way and by the way you guys bring up milwaukee i'm not kidding with you and i mean this when i say this and chase and kyle might give you a different answer and jory might the bucks are worse the worst nobody can defend the perimeter on the whole team i agree with that that's why I said it should be Boston because Dame doesn't do defense. Giannis can do interior defense, but as far as perimeter and stopping people from shooting threes all the time, no. They don't have anybody else after they lost a Drew Holiday. Who do you um, rely on? An old injured Chris Middleton? Fact. Makes no sense. His knees have seen their better, better half of their career. They did this trade to make Giannis shut up. That's what it was. <laughs> Chase, what's your thoughts? So I've got a notebook that I keep notes on. And, you know, because when I presented my – when you asked me, like, hey, what's your question? I presented my question, and you were like, hey, we're going to we're gonna kind of combine the two and whatnot. I was looking at it because I wanted to ask, what is Milwaukee's ceiling now that they've got Dame? And I was going to, I've got it right here. Boston over Mill, which stands for Milwaukee. It's the um, conference finals is to me. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't even have conf- I don't even have a, like faith in the conference finals with them. Um, Dame is Dame is very talented, obviously. Uh, but I feel like I feel like adding Dame Dame onto that team was not it lacks depth, um, and it's it's just not a good fit for Dame. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him gone to uh, a different team other than Milwaukee. But playoffs, maybe. Conference finals, don't see it. And I, I, love, the Boston, I love the Boston pick. I absolutely love the Boston pick for the Eastern, Eastern Conference. Well, 
so I guess I'll jump in now. So I obviously will pick the Celtics as my team, but I will say, like the one thing with the Bucks that I'll, I'll constantly give them a chance is because of Giannis. Giannis is like the ultimate competitor. He'll do whatever it takes to win. So I'll always give the Bucks a chance in the East. But I agree with you. Like the Dame Lillard edition, like doesn't move the needle for me at all. I've questioned since he's been in Portland and he's gotten all this love. I don't know if he's a championship level type of player. I think he's a guy who's going to look great on Sports Center because he'll hit logo threes and everything like that. But that's all good and well in the regular season. But come the playoffs when it's like down in the in the trenches of like half court basketball, each possession is that much more important. I don't know if Lillard is the type of player that gets you over the hump. And yes, Giannis put a lot of pressure on Milwaukee to do something because he's putting out there that, oh, just because we won that one title in Milwaukee doesn't mean I'm just going to stay here and it's going to be status quo. And also, like you guys said, I don't know if Drew Holiday's the guy they should have moved on from. I don't understand Chris Middleton that. if they should have moved on from Yeah, anybody. Middleton had to be the guy, but for some reason, they need Middleton's perimeter shooting. But Middleton's kind of getting into the Clay Thompson territory for me, like, I don't know if they'll ever be the same after the injuries. And and with the way the Bucks are kind of structured right now, they, they need Middleton to be around all season. I don't think he has it in him anymore. You know, no. depending on Brooke Lopez. Who plays more games older. this year? Middleton or who plays more games this year? Middleton or Kawhi Leonard? Middleton. Yeah, it's probably Middleton. Because Kawhi, the way he'd be talking, it's just like he's gonna I play like 40 him. games and tell people like what he hurts. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to rely on Milton, you know, they're relying on an older Brooke Lopez. They're relying on Bobby Portis. Now who's got the shoulder more of the load. And I don't Jake know. If Crowder. Gonna... Well, Giannis's I, brothers. I Jake Crowder was there. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis's brothers who, you know, only have a job in the NBA because they're related to him. I mean, they're the best cheerleaders in the league, but on the court, they don't really give you much of anything. And for Boston, look, the, the concerns about Robert Williams going out, smart, whatever, but it's like smart Drew Holiday. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Drew Holiday. If you could get Porzingis, would you rather have him or Robert Williams? Look, I love Robert Williams. Offensively, he just was not developing. And he's also injury risk as well. He's kind of like AD where if you see him go up to block a shot and he comes down, you have to worry if he's going to hurt himself or not. You hold and your breath when he go up. Exactly. He's a freak athlete, but he's always hurt. So, I, I, yeah, I just have to go with the Celtics on this one, but I'm not going to count the Bucks out because of Giannis. He, he just finds ways to get it done. I just I, – I don't think that – I don't think that trading for Dame um, was was the answer. Uh, I, I, I You can call this – whatever you want to call it, but I've always considered Dame uh, a broke man's Westbrook. Oh, that's a bad, bad comparison. Yep. <laughs> a broke man, a poor man's Westbrook? Yep. Westbrook can't shoot. Not anymore. Westbrook could shoot for the first four years of his career, and then after that, he was terrible. Uh, oh. I wouldn't say terrible. He might have been one of the worst shooters I've ever seen in my life. 
I, Chase, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I tell you this. I, I really mean this. I think there's seven to ten NBA All-Stars I can beat in a three-point contest. Russell Westbrook. This is no joke. Ben Simmons. They're All-Stars. They went, they, won, they went to an All-Star game. These guys can't shoot. Russell Westbrook. How were they def- – Jory, you watched him in, in L.A. How were they defending him? They weren't defending him because they wanted him to shoot. Draymond Green. I've been hard to Draymond Green in, in a three-point contest. He did. Look it up. Kevin Hart beat Draymond Green in a three-point contest. That's not a joke. I could beat Ben Simmons. I, I, I don't know if – I watched Ben – it's not a joke. I went to a 76ers game. Open gym. Watch Ben Simmons take 76 three-pointers. 76 practicing. Open gym. How many think he hit? Now, just let me be clear, right? Open gym NBA three-pointers. Like Gilbert Arenas hit 93 out of 100. It should be water, right? I me is my big fat ass that goes to LA Fitness. I hit fourteen out of twenty. How many do you think Ben Simmons hit out of seventy six three pointers? Three. Oh, no, wait, wait, way more than that. He probably like banked in eight of them. He made thirty three threes out of seventy in, in, in the open gym. Good. That is so bad. And you have nobody playing against you, and you still just bricking, shooting up bricks. I, I could, I could beat him in a three point contest. Steph Curry had, would hit ninety eight out of hundred, like free throws, like water for him. Playing around Curry would do that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's we're talking about one of the greatest shooters of all time. I'm just saying, like the difference between someone that's like Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. Oh, he can't shoot. There you go. I love Russ, but he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> man, sure. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about early Russ, man. I'm talking about early Russ. Yes. Russ is well, better than Dames. No doubt in my mind. But Russ would at least enter the contest. Ben wouldn't even do no. He wouldn't subject himself to He wouldn't it. even try. Yeah. But if you're, if, you're talking, if you're talking the gentleman that we're looking at right now against, uh, against Boston's starting five, there's, there's nobody in the Eastern Conference that can that can stop that starting five. When was the last time Dame Lillard played in a game where he had a clutch shot? I know. I'll tell you. As soon as I you, already, it, I just mentioned. Why not the Thunder one where he waved by? Yeah, the one nope. where yeah, the one. Where, oh, that was what I was gonna go with. That's okay. that, that 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 was about four years ago. Twenty nineteen, nope. I think. Wait. Nope. He played in the on the United States Olympic team. He played on the Olympic team with Kevin Durant and all those guys, that. and he was dreadful. He might have been the worst player on the court. Mm-hmm. Whenever the moments got big, he, dude, I, I remember him missing two. Kevin Durant had to bail him out by hitting a three pointer because he missed two free throws with a chance to ice the game for America. Look it up. I'm not kidding with you. Everyone remembers Dame time. Him shooting a three pointer from. From uh, Abu Dhabi versus Oklahoma City, and they think he's like a clutch performer. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's not built that way. He's not. He, he works for Sports Center. I, I I'll tell you right now, I, I I'm I'm not kidding with you. They're favored to win the finals. They're plus three eighty. The Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics are the biggest lock I've seen since 2011. Actually, I'm lying. 
since 27, 2018, 2017, 2018, the Warriors team with KD and Steph. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest lock I've ever seen to win the NBA Finals. If Boston screws this up, I don't know what to tell you. What do you mean relax? Tell me why to relax, Melvin. What do you, what, what am I relaxing about? I love her. I love Melvin, by the way. Any final comments on this? Do you want what, what do you think Portland's ceiling? I mean, I'm sorry, Portland. What do you think Milwaukee's ceiling is? That's Chase's question. I think their ceiling is Eastern Conference Finals. That's their ceiling. Yeah. It's, I, I, I mean, said it's I said fun. playoffs. Yeah. I, no no finals for me. I said playoffs. Yeah. Well, playoffs I guess Chase, sure. I guess for Chase it would be if you don't see the as a conference finals team. I guess who do you see knocking them off outside of Boston then? That's a good question. If Philly gets lucky and plays Milwaukee, I think Philly can knock them off. Philly won't beat Boston. And that depends on what they get back for James Harden. I think Philadelphia puts one run together to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then gets swept by Boston in a, in a series that's not close. I, I, I throw this out there. I'll say the Knicks just for shits and giggles. Huh? Um, not when they have, st- not when they have Velcro on their team. Not when they have Ray. Yeah. yeah. That I'm telling you right now, I this guy is like stucco. The ball hits his hand and it stops moving. He don't pass. Ruins an offensive possession. Yep. Julius Randle is literally the biggest stucco in the. In if the they NBA. get rid of him now, they'll be ten times better. You know who's trying to get there? Do you know who's still trying to get there? Yep, he, he wants to be there. I think his best bet is to stay in Cleveland, if you ask me. But if yeah, you want to be, go be a Nick. Be, be he's my guest. telling everybody that he does not want to be in Cleveland, and I think that's crazy because the way Cleveland is built, they could be a problem if he if he's actually committed to staying. If there. he's commit, if he get if he. Commit, would you want to live in Cleveland? Ain't nothing in Cleveland, so I mean, no, I don't, don't want. I don't want to be in Cleveland. Cool. That's true. Sorry, Control. Control's probably still listening to me. I wouldn't want to live in Cleveland. If I was an NBA superstar, why would I want to live in Cleveland? That's like the worst place in the world to live. Sorry, Cleveland fans. I don't mean to be rude when I say this, but if I'm being completely honest with you, I can name every every other NBA team in the entire league. And forget about the Cavs. I'm I'm not kidding though. Like where so let me ask you a question, Jory. You you know, you know cities, you know. Can you tell me a place that you le- like rather live? Like, so give me one destination that you would take Cleveland over in the whole entire NBA. Nothing. nothing. There's nothing. I, I might have been Vancouver when they still had the Grizzlies. You know, that's a good one. Salt Lake City. I still would rather Salt Lake City over Cleveland. Cleveland. I still like so, but I that's a very good answer. Because Utah <sighs> and their fans. Chase, how about you? Any, any anywhere that you'd rather live? I see you going through the teams in your head. Like I see it. <laughs> yeah, it, well, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think. Like when Vancouver I mean, had the Grizzlies, I would pick Cleveland over Vancouver. But they don't have the Grizzlies anymore. Memphis, yeah. I'd much rather live in exactly. Memphis. Ash, wait, yeah, no. Brooklyn, New York, Boston, Miami, Charlotte, Atlanta. I live every single place. San San Antonio is another one. It's a little weird for me. I I don't know if I want to live in San Antonio. 
You know what Charles Barkley says about the women in San Antonio. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, the river walk is a creek. Yeah. <laughs> I I still would take San Antonio over Cleveland. That's my point. Yeah. I can't like, think of Cleveland might be the biggest dumpster in, in, in the entire United States. State of Ohio. Just I've always hard. said the city. Of, I always said the city of St. Louis, but uh, I I could take. Oh my God, I, I would take. I'll, I'll I'll take a. I'll take Cleveland. I got one. That's close. Oklahoma City. Because what is in Oklahoma? More than Ohio, but. <laughs> At least you get good college football. I'm, just, I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. There's a Wait. shit ton of casinos in, in Oklahoma City. All right. Well, throughout the whole state of Oklahoma. We got one more topic, and it's a basketball topic. And I I love these things, right? You're gonna get so many of these from me that you can. Oh, and you gotta build your best lineup for $15. And there is a best lineup. There's a hundred percent a best lineup. Like I, I'm telling you right now, there is a best lineup. And it's a lineup that would fit, and it would. So when I do these, right, this is what I do. Everyone's like, "There's no wrong answer." Yes, there is. Hundred percent wrong answer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'm going to tell you what I do. I look at how they would play together. Would this lineup gel? Could they play off each other? What would their roles be? Now, if you want, I'll go last. I'll go last so I don't steal the perfect lineup. And everyone's like, oh, that's the lineup I would have chose. So I'll go last. Jory, I know that you were reading this earlier and you have been, and you were you were cooking up some stuff in the lab. So I'm going to go to you first. Then I'm going to go to Kyle. Then I'm going to give Chase a little time. He was driving in traffic in Kansas City. And then I'm going to go last. And I'm going to give you the perfect lineup. And listen, if somebody gets it, I might ring a bell. I might go nuts. You get you could get it. It's it's not hard to get. It's gettable. The floor is yours. All right. So for my point guard, I'm gonna take Steph Curry. Okay. My small guard, may he rest in peace. Give me Kobe. Okay. Kobe. My small forward, of course. I'm a Lakers girl, so you know exactly where I'm going. That's my only five dollar pick right there. Bron. Bron. Okay. And then you could give me for my center, you could give me Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. And for my power forward, give me Dirk. That's so disrespectful. You just did that. I wanted. I really oh, no, 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 never, never mind, never mind, never mind. It's not disrespectful. I know what you did. We're good. <laughs> okay. I Listen, that's not, that's not bad. That's actually really good. It's not my line. It's not the perfect lineup. But it's there. I like it. I'm winning a series or two with him. Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna give you the best lineup. Kyle. All right. All right. So I, I agree with Jory. Point guard, I took Curry. Although okay. with my small guard, with my shooting guard pick, I did think about another point guard, which would have been hilarious. But I have Jordan for shooting guard. Okay. A small forward, I took KD. Okay. At the four, I'm taking KG. Okay. And I'm taking Elijah on as my center. He wins. The ding, ding, ding. That's it. That's the perfect lineup. Maybe it's too easy. Maybe it's too easy. That's the perfect lineup. You have floor spacing, shooting, killer mentality, defense, and rim protection. 
Yeah, I mean that. I, I felt like the center position, Elijah one at a dollar, was the obvious pick. Could yeah, you that's imagine? That's so ridiculous. Could you imagine Michael Jordan playing with shooters like Steph and KD, and having rim protection and defenders like KG to keep Elijah on? I, I, I'm not kidding with you. That team would go 83-0 in a regular season. I know there's only 82 teams. They would beat a team by mercy. They would give them two wins. Yeah. That would be the – oh, my, that's the answer. Sorry, Chase, I'm sorry. If you could be a different one, then I, I'll listen. But that's the answer. That is the answer. That's the Allen Iverson. That's the answer. I mean, I did – do a math right now. I say I did it. almost do like Isaiah Thomas and Jordan together just because – the hilarity of the two of them playing together, but I hear you. Yeah. I will. I will give credit where credit is due. Jory gave me another thought because it. She went with Steph, Kobe, Braun, and I think they would play great together. Yeah. And then you have Dirk, who's going to space the floor with Hakeem Olajuwon as a as a rim protector, and I think that lineup's incredible. Could you imagine LeBron barreling down the lane, kicking it out to Steph and Dirk? Or Kobe, like, what? That is insanity. That is a great lineup. That's the only lineup I'll consider. But, Chase, I'm listening. I'm listening, Chase. Uh, so I'm going to go Curry uh, okay. for $4. I'm going to go Allen Iverson for a dollar. Okay, you got five bucks. Uh, then I'm going to go... I I I was wrestling with this one. I thought about going KD, but I'm going LeBron. Okay, so we're ten bucks. Yep, and then uh, Dirk for a dollar, and then Shaq yeah. for four. Okay, I don't mind it. I I just think that your guards would get bullied. They're too small. You need a, like size a six four guard. Yeah, you know, particularly out of North Carolina. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But I listen, that's I, I get it. I understand. He went big. He went dominant with his center. But here's my here's my counterpoint to that, right? Now I, I have a fun activity. A fun activity we can all get into. We can draft. We can draft out of this $15. Four of us. Snake draft. Okay. Now, what, what this essentially will tell you is. Now, that means you can't draft the same player, and you have to stay under $15. Does everybody understand the rule? What? You want first pick? pick? Do you want first pick? Yes. That means you get eighth pick. Huh? It's a snake draft. So if you have first, you get eighth. It goes one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. So I get the first and the last? No, not last because we're gonna pick five people. Oh, I'm tripping. Okay, okay. So the first and the eighth. Yeah, hold on. Do uh, you want me to randomize it, or do you want to let Jory go one? I mean, if Jory, if Jory wants one. I'll I'll let her have one. I don't mind her having one either. Do you want to randomize the other three, or do you guys anyone pr- prefer an order? I'll go whatever you guys want me to go. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't right. matter to you. So I'm gonna randomize. Kyle, we'll let Jory go one. We'll give Jory one. Ladies first. And Jean. Hold on. So I am now fourth. So it's Kyle Chase me. So it's Jory, Kyle Chase me. Okay. So you're taking Steph Curry, which you're 1.1. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, everyone took Steph. That's a smart pick. He's great value where you got him. I love it. Okay, so she got Steph. Well, I'll take Jordan with my first pick. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Remember, you got to keep track of your money. So $5 pick. So you're looking for value. Chase, you're on the clock. Um, give me Kobe for four. Kobe. All right, so you gave me easy. I'm gonna go Bron for five dollars and Akeem Olajuwon for one. So I'm at six bucks. That's my way I'm starting. Okay. It's right back to Chaser. Um. So you have four dollars for Kobe. Got to keep track. Yep. Uh, give me um. KG for $2. I love that pick. I love a, a start of Kobe and KG. Those are dogs, bro. If I was starting an NBA team and I could start with those two guys, they are dogs. I love that. You got Jordan for five bucks. It's your turn. Oh, man. Kyle, you can do what you said you wanted to do. I know, and I, I probably will have to do that. It's going to be hilarious. But I'll, I'll take Isaiah Thomas for three. Okay. So you got Isaiah for $3. Yeah. I like it. Jordan, you're on the clock for two. You get two people. Now, keep in mind, you already spent four bucks, so be careful. Give me Kevin Durant for three. Okay. Give me KG for two. So I, oh, Chase, Chase has KG's me. already gone. Oh, crap. Off the, cl- off the board. <sighs> Come on, Jory. Give me Dirk for one. I like that. You're at seven. You're officially at $8 right now. With three players. So you have $7 for your remaining two. Keep in mind. Lock it in. Back to Kyle. Kyle, what your team right now is Isaiah and, and Jordan. Jordan. Not bad. You got eight bucks. If I, can, I can't find many better ways to spend $8. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm tempted to go Barkley for three. Okay. So yeah, now you're sitting. So you got you got a tough team. You got Isaiah, Jordan, and Barkley. Damn. All right. Kobe, KG, and who? Chaser. Uh, give me Tim Duncan for five dollars. Timmy. Oh. So dude, you're spending though. You're a spender. I'm kidding. So you're gonna start him at the center because you got KG. Yep. Okay, that's fair. All right, so I have a Lajawan. And there's not many. So wait, wait. Barkley's gone. Somebody took Barkley up. So there's not many power forwards left. So I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay, I, I got it. So I got LeBron. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. LeBron's moving to my four, and I'm taking Larry Legend. Give me Larry Legend. I, I got my whole front court taken care of. So I've spent ten bucks so far. I got five bucks remaining. <sighs> I can't take magic now. Um. Okay, so give me Flash. I'll take Flash. I'll, I'll put the whole Heat team back together. So right now I have Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Larry Bird, and Akeem Olajuwon. Mm. Okay. Let me think. Back to Chasers. Oh, oh, my, my bad. It's a snake. My bad, my bad. I, I thought Kyle was going. My bad. You're good. Um, give me AI again for a dollar, and I'm going to put him in my point guard. Okay. So right now you have AI, Kobe, 
KG and T- and Tim Duncan. Yes. Okay. Not hating it. Is my turn or no? No, you're you're after Kyle. You get you after uh, so I'm at I'm at eleven. Boy, how am I gonna do this? I'll take for my big man. I'll take Wilt. Three dollars. I almost went there. I almost went there. Dude, my OK Google just started, and she's going to play some music now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what is this? OK Google. <laughs> hey, Google. Stop. Stop. I don't know what that was. Did y'all hear that? I did. <laughs> what is going on? I just heard a banjo. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, so Jory, you're up for your last two, and you have five dollars remaining. To my last two, okay. Hmm. It's funny because y'all took all the players I knew, and now I'm over here with question marks because I don't forgot who these people were. So who's on your team right now? Who's on your team right now? She has Curry, Katie, and Dirk. Curry, KD, and Dirk. So she has eight dollars spent. And she has seven dollars remaining. Um, I, I have magic. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, magic. Why would you not go with the combo guard? Magic, yeah, that's the way to that's the way to move right there. And the dude with the afro, because I can't think of his name right now. The dude, with oh, the who is serving? Doctor J. I can't. The dude with the afro. You better get Doctor J's name right. <laughs> Doctor J, I'll take him. She said the dude with the afro. I'm 22. <laughs> That's the doctor. I was not alive when he played. Sorry. She got magic, curry. Yo, how we let her do this to us? Magic, curry, KD, dirt. Dr. J. Dr. J. So she's very small. She doesn't have a center. Yeah, because y'all took them all. No, there's plenty of centers left. You just don't know the names. That too. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know why I can't, like, I'm not putting two and two together. Is that Oscar Robertson at $2? Yep. Okay. I'm just making sure because my eyes are deceiving me. But good. All right. So, I, mean, I think I'm down to, like, only a dollar left. So, I will take, I mean, I could take Stockton, run Stockton and Isaiah in the backcourt, put NJ Barkley and Wilt in my front court. Or I take what was that? I think Elgin Baylor. You talking about three dollars? Yeah. Oh no, one dollar by small four. That's Elgin yeah, Baylor, yeah. right? Elgin Baylor. Oh, that'd be interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Elgin Baylor. Okay. Easiest easiest pick left with three dollars. Give me Dwayne Wade. I have I have flash ready. Yeah, Gene took him. Oh what? Yep. Yep. Oh. Who's the guy above Dwayne Wade? That's Isaiah. He's gone. Yeah, I got him. You have three dollars left, and you can't spend three hours. Everybody's three hours is gone. Mm-hmm. So you have to spend two dollars. <laughs> wow, this is ridiculous. 
No, there's a two dollar player that's just as good as the two three dollar players. I'm, I'm taking Steve Nash. Steve Nash isn't on here. That's not Steve Nash oh, under the dollar. That's, uh, that's Jerry West. Jerry West, bro. <laughs> that looks like Steve Nash. My bad. <laughs> uh, yo, Chase has been such a fun addition. Yeah. My bad. I'm gonna go Steve Nash. Screw it. <laughs> Jerry West, dog. All right, so hold on, hold on. Let me help you. Who's on your team? I don't mind because nobody else. Everybody's got their five, right? Got, I've well, got. I can Kobe, help you. I've got Kobe, KG, Duncan, okay. AI. Yeah. All right, so you have your guards. Okay, so that's funny. You have Kobe, KG, Duncan, AI. So you probably need. To, you can't take anybody in the small forward range. Kobe, KG, Duncan, AI. So you have your four and five. You have your. Let's want to run like Bill Russell with Duncan. Kobe KG. So he's got a one. I guess you can move Kobe to the three and you can go Oscar Robertson here. Yeah. At $2. That's what I'm going to have to do. It sucks because that's probably who I was going to take. It's okay. Let me figure it out. So I have Flash, $3. I have. LeBron, I have Akeem Olajuwon, I have Bird. So that's mm -hmm. 9, 10, 13. I got two bucks left, and I'm the last pick. Give me Jerry West. He was a point guard anyway. He's listed as a two guard. My man ran the point. I'll yep. take Jerry West. I'm good with that. I like that squad. He still, lo he still looks like Steve Nash. <laughs> Funny. I'll take Jerry West. I'll take the logo over Steve Nash 100 times out of 100. I think the logo is much better. I think Steve Nash is the most overrated player in the history of the NBA. He was the worst defender statistically ever. You know how hard it is to be the worst defender ever? Ever. He yeah. was a, a traffic cone did better. He couldn't stop a parked car? No. All right, so <laughs> we're at 7.57, and we're going to start a new tradition on cheap seats because I do this every Monday Night Football anyway. And we're going to say, what part of Gene's parlay loses tonight? <laughs> so I have a same-game parlay, $100 to win two grand. Uh, Kyle, is, we're not allowed to talk anymore? Just you? I'm kidding. I was uh, the one. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I don't know why it just went to me. Yeah. I have a same-game parlay, and if anyone's listening at home, they can tell me which part loses, and that's okay. I think tonight's going to be a, uh, a high-scoring game. Advice. I know. After last night with Pacheco. Pacheco and Travis Kelsey. I don't think he scored a touchdown, did he? No, he didn't. And McKinnon didn't catch a ball. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Head. It's all right. Um, I, I still take your advice, Chase. I you're I take resident experts' advice of their own team. But here I think tonight's gonna be a higher scoring game. I think that the Giants and the Seahawks score a lot of points. I think neither team will really stop each other. So here's what I got. I have both quarterbacks to throw for two twenty five or more. Obviously, I have the over 225. They're both predicted to go 250 or higher. I lowered it down to 225. I have Daniel Jones alternate rushing yards at 25. He's done that every game this season. That's a safe bet. I have Kenneth Walker at 60 yards or more. The Giants have the 30th best run defense in football. Mm -hmm. I, have I have DK Metcalf. It's called the DK Metcalf game. 60 receiving yards and over four and a half receptions. I think they're going to feed DK Metcalf. I think that's where he gets over 60 yards and over four and a half receptions. 
And then the last and final, and I, I almost kicked myself for doing this, but I know how much the Giants throw him the ball. I have Darren Waller over 40 yards. Uh-uh. That's going to be the bar- part right there that gets you. I can feel that. I can understand that. <laughs> I hate Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller is an absolute quitter. However, they feed him the ball, and it's Monday Night Football. He'll be on national TV, so he won't quit on national TV. He'll quit during a 1 o'clock game. I like D- I like Seattle's defense more than I like G- the Giants, even though the, the middle of their field is somewhat open nine times out of ten. So I I, I do think that the, the Darren Waller thing might be a bust. Okay. What part of my – it's going to lose. We understand it already. What part is how it loses? For me, I think it's the Waller part. Every, every other part, I'm like, I could see it happening. But Waller, I, I just don't know. His over under is like sixty one. I brought it all the way down to forty just to, just yeah. to, just give me forty yards. If Daniel Jones throws the ball two hundred and twenty five yards above forty, at least forty's got to go to Waller, right? I almost put a Jalen Hyatt anytime touchdown in there because I think they're going to involve him tonight. I think he's going to catch a bomb, but that would be been, dumb not to. That would have been insane. That would have been like a hundred bucks to win like ten grand if I'd added that. What loses, Chase? You know football. I I don't want to beat the drum, man. But Darren Waller, <laughs> I, I wish that. I, I mean, like I would feel more confident if that was touchdowns, not yards. Okay, like forty touchdowns. Know. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I mean, like if they had a parlay for how many touchdowns uh, Darren Waller's is gonna gonna get, I I would be comfortable taking taking a bet on that. But uh, forty yards, I just I can't. I, I'm trying to picture Daniel Jones throwing Darren Waller the ball right now and Waller running for for some yak, and I just can't see it. We'll keep up with it in the chat tonight. Um, first of all, let me just say, this has been an incredibly fun show. I love talking sports, barbershop style sports talk, uh, cheap seats. And I also want to also plug Sports Empire Network. If you're not following what this network is doing right now, I don't know what you're doing. They have a plethora of great talent. The morning show has been incredible with Chris and Mo. You got to check it out. It's I'm on there Wednesdays. And Jory's on there Wednesdays. Um, Tuesday night, the big three has been incredible content. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's great. You got a lot of really good shows on the network. Those are the ones coming up tomorrow. Um, I can't wait till Line the Sand comes back because I love listening to that. It's, it's been a fun show to listen to as a whole. As somebody that used to get into wrestling that got back into it, I just seen the Rated R Superstar coming back on AEW the other night. That was fun to watch. I'm starting to get back into it, and I'm, I can't wait to meet Chase because me and Chase are going to go to watch WrestleMania in Philadelphia. But um, what'd you say? Hands down. But I can't wait. Um, but it, there's so many shows to check out on the network. Please make sure you download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, however you listen to your podcast, and listen to us on your drive to work. Before we wrap up, I want to pass, it, pass the mic around. And it would be rude for me not to go to the new guy, Chase CR Media. Tell us about you. Yeah, man. Um, as, as I introduce myself to everybody, I am Sports Empire Network's residential professional wrestling guy. Um, I, I do it all. 
now, granted, there's not much professional wrestling on Sports Empire yet. That's going to change. Obviously, I've been, you know, absent, but you guys can find me everywhere on social media uh, at CR Media 1988. Um, got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, also, you know, just because I know uh, there's a lot to plug uh, for Sports Empire, I always want to, you know, obviously as a way to say thank you, I never want to hesitate um, or never want to forget to do this, guys. It's football season. We're all going to football games, right? Save yourself some money. Get yourself a beer. Uh, you know, $20 beer. Um, get your first $20 off. Go to SeatGeek.com. Put in the promo code SEN. Like I said, that is Sports Empire Network's way of saying thank you for supporting us, guys. Um, like I said, it's 20 bucks. you know? Love it. Appreciate you, Chase. Um, I'm going to pass the buck over to Jory. If you haven't checked out Jory's Sports Stories, you have to check it out. Uh, she's given great takes each week on the NFL. Jory, tell us where we can find you. You can find <clears throat> you can find me on sport on uh, coffee and sports on Wednesdays, and you can find me over on Jory Sports Stories on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, all the podcasting platforms. I actually have a new episode coming out Wednesday. It'll be a double episode because last week I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. I couldn't get one out, but. I have a double episode coming out on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. Jory's been like a staple on the Cheap Seeds show. She's basically, like, whenever she's available, we have her on as much as we possibly can. She's very entertaining, and with four of us, there's always going to be one of us missing. So, Jory, appreciate you hopping on every week and, and, and giving us uh, your sports stories. And then off to the Prince of Production of Sports Empire Network, Kyle Edwards. By the way, I'm not going to get too far into this, but, man, Chomping at the bit, love the love the content. He'll give you live sports, soccer, play by plays, basketball comes. He'll give you full play by plays through basketball games. Kyle Edwards, tell us where we can find you. I mean, it's like you said, I got uh, chomped at the bit. Haven't done play by plays in a while. Trying to get back into those, uh, but also Sports Empire Network. You know, cheap seats Monday nights, big three Tuesdays, and then sideline to sideline on Thursdays. Love it. Love it. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm wire to wire gene Wednesday nights, wire to wire Monday night, cheap seats, sideline to sideline Thursday night, as well as birds deep. If you're an Eagles fan and we were working on an NBA show for Friday nights to come back uh, for the NBA season. Um, as always appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for everybody in the comments. Please make sure to like share and subscribe. And uh, that's all we got for you tonight. This is uh cheap seats podcast and we are signing out. <laughs>